Hi, everybody. I am Dopey from The Seven Dwarves. <clears throat> this is the Facebook uh, version, I'd say, of Integrity Radio. I hesitate to say that because this isn't actually going on the Integrity Radio show podcast that's on anchor.fm slash integrity. I'm not going to... Well, I don't think they allow you to put uh, audio rips uh, of uh, posts that. I don't think they Anchor allows you to do that anymore. They used to. If if they still do, do that, then I, I might. I might turn this into a... Uh, into an Anchor integrity radio show but this is the facebook integrity radio show and uh, <laughs> you know it's kind of neat because this is video isn't new but the ability to successfully do video conferencing like this uh video streams and stuff you know that's that's still relatively new and well it's new because it still needs to get better um i know that because there's one a lot of technical issues that others are having that uh, that i have myself um so you know it's still brand new and we're still figuring they're still figuring out how to make it happen and we're still figuring out how to use this new tool um, but I do know one thing, that Mark Zuckerberg's mission statement is very public and very known. I think having public mission statements are a powerful thing for, um, for yourself and the people that are paying attention. Um, because then they can hold you to that, right? Now, you might fail. Uh, we, we sometimes do that, don't we, as humans? We, we sometimes fail. But, but if you know what the mission statement is, and if the mission is clear, then those around you, and yourself included, can hold you to that mission statement. Um, where was I going with that? Mission statement coffee <laughs> so how you doing everybody uh, I don't expect to really have any visitors right now because it's Saturday Saturday afternoon here in Sacramento California Two, this is a um, it's a page it's not actually my Facebook profile that I'm streaming from but it's one of my pages that I'm streaming from how cool is that we can stream from various yeah <laughs> uh, there's a part of me that says yeah it's about time is you know kind of negative <laughs> but thanks to Steven Pinker I'm trying to focus on that what is working 
and that which is headed in the right direction and then just give that all my time and energy <clears throat> and uh, right mission statements Mark Zuckerberg thank you um, his mission statement is to make us more connected and I don't know how long that's been his mission statement, if it's been his mission statement all along. And if it was a bullshit mission statement, I don't know. Um, but again, th that doesn't matter. Again, when you publicly put out your mission statement, you pretty much have uh, created the iron that will be going into the fire. Uh, so... Um, and here we are on Facebook uh, using the technology to connect. Is connecting a good thing? Should we stay tribal? Mm, I don't think so. I, I, I think I agree with many academicians and otherwise. Academ academics. Acad <laughs> You know what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, I agree that the tribalism stuff is, is uh, I think we're beyond that. Um, and it's funny because it's, it's very passe, right? One tribe and one world. <clears throat> but we... We actually need that to happen. Isn't that a juxtaposition, right? We don't want one world order, but we need to cooperate as one world. How do you cooperate as one human species if you don't become one, right? Yet there's a huge, uh, you know, struggle that we all have, I think, or at least most of us have, of um, giving in to this one world order and um, makes sense to me to, to resist that because we have to clean house right we have to make sure that uh, the we gotta check the balances of power and clean house first <clears throat> And I think that's maybe why uh, politics right now are, seem to be more popular than ever, than I've ever remembered. And I think that's because people realize that before, before we move forward, because we're going, to, we're, we're going faster and faster, more forward, more forward. <laughs> And people see the urgency of cleaning house and making sure that um, the seats of power are in the appropriate hands, that the right people are steering the ship. So we have the tools here, just like, you know, I'm... I'm so conflicted with the whole voting thing. And that's mostly because the, the system, the voting system 
okay, has, has clumsily worked. <laughs> I don't, I don't see any evidence of it having worked necessarily. I mean, that, it could be argued. It can too easily be argued that has the system even worked? Or has the system even been applied in a non-corrupt manner so it could work? This is where technology, computers, and stuff come in handy once again. If you say what the mission statement is and create the algorithms, boom, done. You worry about artificial intelligence or you worry about the, well, yes, that's why we want to be concerned with the people that are creating these algorithms, these engines, these systems. Uh, what are their personal beliefs? What are their motives? What is their mission statement? What can we hold to the fire here so we know that the balance of power isn't getting um, corrupted? The balance of power isn't getting... Uh, oh, there's a better word. I just can't think of it. Dang it. Molested. I don't think that's the word. Okay. <clears throat> now, it's kind of like Wing Chun. I, I, in many ways, I think it's like Wing Chun, where once you plant that seed, and once you know a little Wing Chun, uh, you don't have to, to, to a great extent, Wing Chun will grow. The fertile the soil, the better the growth, the greater understanding, the more control. But it's going to happen nonetheless. So I think this new paradigm, you know, I think it's more a matter of understanding this new paradigm, its association, you know, entropy and uh, how we harness entropy and, uh, and adjusting our method of harnessing entropy. Um, it's not outdated. It's, it's how it's happening. I mean, at first we used to harness other human beings exclusively for our, for energy sources almost, right? So if you were one of the human beings being used as the energy source, boy, that sucked. So again, we're talking about entropy here and its association with human progress. And how essentially what made us human is this concept of being able to harness entropy. Rather than just sort of being part of uh, 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 being a non-resistant um, victim of entropy. We're all victims of entropy. But just, <clears throat> it really has sort of separated us from the other things, right? Is um, the complex manner in which we create engines to harness this universal process. 
I don't think the analogy is uh, outdated in the least bit. Um, used improperly and gone in the wrong direction with? Oh yeah, certainly. So, same thing with evolution, right? But we're not going to stop using the term evolution when we're trying to get somewhere. That's still an important thing to understand. So, early on, our engines where we would just we would just strap a rope cord around somebody's neck maybe even our own hands around somebody's neck and they would be the engine then we kind of extended that and actually found it to even be more efficient in some ways to use animals that's how we harnessed the entropy right then we figured out how to create machines to harness en the entropy. And humans, our first great machine was the steam engine. Now, are there other ways to look at, um, at life? Yes, of course. But entropy is a huge one. It's, uh, you could think of entropy as huge because it, it damn near like becomes a, uh, a concept of, uh, you know, singularity concept, you know, something that explains the macro and the micro. But of course, this is where, uh, you know, you get in trouble when you start uh, using entropy to understand the macro and the micro. But that's not what we're trying to do. That's not Mark Zuckerberg's um, mission statement. It's to connect us, for us to be more connected. More connected so we can share our emotions, more connected so we can share our ideas. I think more connected uh, to the point where we can also uh, help to correct one another, which is a really difficult thing because this is, this speaks mostly to uh, mental health, health issues, physical health issues, mental health issues, all the same damn thing. To, uh, and um, sometimes they're more tightly intertwined than not. That's all. Mental health is a physical health issue. And this format that we're working in right now will champion for people all around the world to deal with both physical and mental, um, and we can even say universally emotional issues, right? Being able to share and help each other emotionally because IQ, as we know, uh, does not guarantee success anywhere as much as emotional intelligence. Again, uh, this may be, um, you know, in vogue right now, but that's a good thing. What, a bad thing is that people are trying to create whole motivational careers. <laughs> 
<clears throat> out of these things, the entropy thing, and uh, you know the the paradigm change thing, and and the evolve thing, right? But Wing Chun strives uh, for a win-win situation. Again, very yeah. A lot, a lot of mo motivational speakers jump on this stuff. Well, and there's a reason why they jump on this stuff. It's because it's it's all true. Now, how do you put it into context? Oh, that, yep, context. There's Gary V. Uh, I, as soon as I say certain words, <clears throat> you can now immediately attach them to um, popular motivational cult figures right work harder right <laughs> or do more <laughs> Casey Neistat right mm. just do it Nike right <laughs> Right, brand people are turning into brands, motivational brand speakers, and uh, and getting words. So, you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They're still useful terms, and when you put them in the right context, in the right frame, that's uh, my what Dr. Jim was talking about. <clears throat> You get somewhere with it. Okay. But, uh, boy, this version of Integrity Radio on Facebook really got kind of brainy and nerdy and, uh, and uh, for some people. <laughs> not, not what they expect of most of Integrity Radio's uh, content. So I'll talk about Twilight Garden. I just put Twilight Garden. Go check. I'll, I'll link Twilight Garden in uh, uh, on my Facebook page on <clears throat> Integrity Radio Facebook page as well. Uh, to so those of you that uh, you know that I'm not intimate Facebook friends with, you'll still be able to. Um, get the link. Yes. My buddy Kyle Liago is talking about this. Uh, putting your music up and it getting like, um, you know, completely ignored. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so... Yeah, I guess, I guess there's emotions to, that go with that. You know? <laughs> uh, definitely disappointed, but I'm not disappointed at anyone. Um, not disappointed at myself. I'm just, uh, and I know time is of the essence for everyone, and I also know that. Um, you know, maybe people just don't 
you know, I describe what it is and maybe people are just like, you know, I don't really like that kind of stuff that, you know, that you do. Because they do a wide range of stuff, so maybe people just don't really like my doom metal attempts or something. <laughs> as soon as they see that in the description, they're like, eh, I think I'll wait. <laughs> Did my Doug Hilsinger impersonation just then, if you didn't recognize it. <clears throat> I always thought um, getting Doug with high, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that podcast. Um, it's been on for a while. Doug Benson, I think his name is. Doug Benson, stand-up comedian. He calls himself, I don't see... What, what passes for stand-up comedian is very strange to me these days. Um, I don't really watch the show anymore, but he reminds me of, of Doug. Who else? Oh, and know who else reminds me of Doug Hillsinger is um, uh, Josh Hume from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Like, I'd swear they are just riffing on Doug in some way, like I just did. <laughs> Riffing on Doug. Yeah, if only we could all riff uh, riff on Doug like Doug plays guitar, huh? Oh, man, I really miss uh, playing with Doug and whatnot. So, uh, I don't know, maybe someday in the, in the future. It's got to be in the near future the mid and far future we're all going to be dead i'm pretty sure that you know our age group are, are all heading out <laughs> he laughs nervously <clears throat> so yeah twilight garden will anyone i it's gotten no hits no listens i i should go on SoundCloud, there's probably people I don't know that are, are listening to it, and that's cool. But I make music for my friends mostly. I don't make music for anybody else. I make music for me, my friends. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to imagine how someone would go about making money with uh, you know, with music, putting their music up online and stuff, selling music. I, I don't know how anyone is doing that these days. That's I, I think it uh, probably requires a lot of attention, a lot of energy. Uh, probably requires uh, or the equivalent in money <laughs> up front. Have somebody you know you make something and then you spend a lot of money to have somebody sell it. I'm not really motivated to... I've never been motivated so much to do that. My main motivation has been to make music for people that I know or people that I can see, you know? <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess, you know, it's a little... little get a little butt hurt when you put something up and um, no one uh, uh, has, has heard it. And it's been up for a week already. No, no nobody's heard it. Nobody's even bothered to listen to it. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes, you, you know, any attention you can get is better than none. You know, sometimes you wish uh, from your friends. I, just in my own perspective, you know. <sighs> but sometimes, you, especially from your friends, I wish people would listen and... Um, and if they didn't like it, actually say something, you know. Something constructive. Uh, you know, it would be good practice. <laughs> it would be good social media interaction practice, right? To, hmm, how do I tell this person in a nice manner that they're really sucking? They're really not hitting their mark with me. <laughs> I don't know, you know, the thing is, with friends, um, you could probably survive uh, not doing that well. You know, you could survive practicing that with friends and even tell, hey, man, I'm just working on, you know, trying to tell you how you suck in a nice way. <laughs> See, because to me, I know it's always individual, you know. I know that there are people out there that like my stuff and, you know, I just don't know them. So, you know, I guess it gives it some power when you know the person because when you know the person, you know their tastes, yeah? So, uh, anyway, boy, this is, this keeps, this keeps, uh, lapping over into the uh, personal Facebook uh, <laughs> sort of content. So uh, that's okay. I, 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 this, this will be for many the first time you guys get to see see this. Yes. And by the way, I'm not a fat person. I've just got a lot of clothes on. I'm actually uh, kind of a skinny guy. verging on athletic perhaps I don't know depends on what athletic uh, is defined as these days so this is the integrity radio show Facebook version wow this could go on forever we'll see huh? So what I think what I'll do is I could cross plat um, cross advertise, uh, but I'm not crossing. I'm not advertising something different, just the different um, platforms that they're on. So uh, I have I'm going on season three, by the way, of Integrity Radio. If you want to hear, um, I think how long you've been doing it since sixteen, seventeen, something like that. I I got to go look at the date, but I'm going on season three. Um, coming uh, January. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> if you if you want to check that out, go check out Integ uh, yeah Anchor FM slash Integrity. And uh, and then when I'm over on Anchor, I'll be kind of sending people over to here. It's difficult to send people over to here because um, I don't have a unique URL for this page. I think uh, someone else 
already has it, that's why. So I may have to come up with a different name for this page in order to achieve unique URL-ness. We'll see. Uh, maybe if I just put the in the front or Integrity Radio Show Podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think that'll do it. So the name of this page might change. I hope that doesn't screw anything up. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, be you friend or distant um, associate, listener, fan, uh, go check out Twilight Garden. Uh, you can hear it directly on uh, soundcloud.com slash theartnotes. Uh, on SoundCloud, I'm the Art of Integrity. It's, I, I don't think, I'm not quite sure if I even have a unique URL for SoundCloud. So, the best place, oh, here we go. I made things easier. I'm still waking up. I made things easier. Just go to sifuzimusic.wordpress.com. That will give you... as part of the song uh, that will give you Twilight Garden my latest that I so hopefully so dearly hopefully no so so uh, <laughs> that I would like you to listen to and enjoy and if you don't like it then uh, tell me why why <laughs> why there's plenty of reasons why. Be gentle. Damn critics. All right. Uh, so so one of, some of the stuff I wanted to... Uh, yeah, I, I, I can play some music for you here. And I think I probably, in the future, you can look forward to that because I don't really like to jabber so much. But I did my homework, so there's a lot going on in the brain so um, the homework was on uh, the whole self-correction thing you know you know how, how, how do we self-correct right using the Wing Chun methodology how do we how do how, how do we self-correct And uh, we, we know how we do it through our martial art. We do our siyum tao, right? We do our form. We uh, meditate on our structure. We practice our structure and uh, really think about the structure and then move the structure around the structure. Uh, but intellectually speaking, there are some... I think there are just a lot of interesting things going on uh, intellectually with Wing Chun. And um, it doesn't matter if you train in Wing Chun or not. Uh, the stuff I'm going to talk about uh, really is, is, is pretty universal in, uh, in the realm of human intelligence and, um, and our attempt to actually become human, you know, because human 
we're still in the very barbaric states of, of what we all know as human, which, um, you know, the whole thing of elevating ourselves uh, to, to humanity is, is very objective. And I think it's disingenuous when people try to um, say that there are these subjective things that are holding us back. I, I think that's really nonsense. You know, the objective is for us to live a meaningful life, to be loved in life, to care, to be cared for, um, quality of life. These are all easily objectified, easily. We, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, sure, you can philosophically argue these things, but no, come on. These are things that we can um, objectify and use, um, like we're talking about, to uh, harness the entropy of life. And what is the entropy of life? Death. <laughs> we come, we live, and then we die. And we try to resist that as much as possible. And it's actually the resisting that is, that's what it's all about. It's not about giving in to death. It's about resisting that, um, that very natural thing that happens. Uh, it, it still happens, but it's about resisting. And I, I don't think that there's very strong arguments <laughs> against this concept. try to resist that as much as possible. And it's actually the resisting that is, that's what it's all about. It's not about giving in to death, it's about resisting that, um, that very natural thing that happens. Uh, it, it still happens, but it's about resisting. And I, I don't think that there's very strong arguments <laughs> against this concept. If you got them, I'll hear them, but if it gets too philosophical, I'm just going to abandon that conversation, right? Um, so I think it's very exciting that we're moving from a, a demographic world in society where it was all about demographics, and that's how you would be targeted by way of your demographic, which is kind of limited, right? Like Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about yesterday, I saw in a video yesterday, um, viewing things by way of demographic of skin color, when there's huge diversity in um, populations of people with the same skin color. <laughs> 
right? There's huge diversity of blacks, and there's huge diversity, right? I thought that was ingenious. That was quite, quite right, you know? You've been very pig-headed um, in that Eurocentric way of, uh, of approaching how we, how we see things. Putting a name on them. We were talking about that yesterday. You know, names have problems, you know. You go around naming everything, you, all you got is a, a name, a head full of names. And you have no room left to knowing what the hell any of those things do or how they're connected, what they are. So names are nice. Names are good. Words have meaning. Um, but you do have to... They, they are just uh, symbols to used to communicate. So are we communicating effectively? So... We're moving from a demo metric, a demographic metric, demographic way of measuring, uh, to now a psychometric or psychographic way of measuring. You know, that has a lot of people kind of concerned because, right, there's a, there's you know, they're, they're marketing to you by way of understanding your emotions. Uh, I don't think it's, I, I, I think it's an upgrade. I, I would much rather be um, sold a product in relation to me and my emotions because that's who I am. I'm not a demographic, I'm an emotion, Right. So I would rather that. And in the future, they're, you know, they're already trying to uh, market by way of uh, biometrics, right? Biographics. Okay. <laughs> so, um... And then that really gets scary, right? If, uh, I think maybe that might be <clears throat> part of the um, concern is that we are quickly moving from psychographics to or uh, psychometrics to biometrics in order for us to be manipulated and advertised to. And hey, you know, we... Uh, I. I think maybe the conversation needs to be had. <laughs> there I used that phrase. Conversation needs to be had. Yeah, but maybe the conversation needs to be had is um, to what extent do we, uh, 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 is it good that we are manipulated through the markets? To what extent is that good? That may be a perfectly fine thing if it's done properly, right? Um, again, seats of power, who's in seats of power, who's controlling, who's got the wheel. I think the internet and the technology allows us all to be, um, to a certain extent, 
uh, captains of this ship. Yeah, I think uh, I think we the only thing that could allow us to do that would be uh, our our technologies by creating the correct algorithms to do that job. <clears throat> So from demographics to psychographics to biographics. And, and, you know, biometrics can be a good thing too, right? Sees that your, um, your health is failing because of certain things. Maybe you're breathing the wrong air for your particular system at the time or eating the wrong foods or, or doing the wrong um, exercises or, or activities, rather, um, for your particular person. So biometrics has a huge, huge um, promise uh, to do good. Of course, uh, the things that promise that the things we need to be afraid of is um, is where are we coming from with that? And our old paradigm, it would be horrible, horrible. You imagine biometrics and healthcare, um, precondition, pre-existing conditions. Um, you know, propensity, uh, uh, genetic uh, propensity type stuff, determining who gets what and where. See, that old paradigm can't overlap into the, the world of biometrics. However, if we create a new paradigm of uh, where human compassion... Um, <laughs> And forgive me here, but space travel is a huge part of this. I'm telling you, we can't all live here. What would you rather do? Be part of World War One, or part of a one-way ticket to uh, colonize space? Let's just put it that way. Because that's the only thing that's going to just keep happening. And, th and that's atrocious. It's ridiculous. If we, again, harnessing the entropy of the life that we have, we, we really have a track record of doing that. So we just keep um, progressing those, uh, upgrading those capabilities. So the current future and our abilities with what we can do right now are pretty impressive. Uh, and I hope that within my lifetime I get to benefit from this stuff. A lot of what I'm talking about isn't within my lifetime, but very well could be part of my kid's lifetime, your kid's uh, lifetime. So for that reason, I think it deserves our attention. <clears throat> and you know a, a, a good amount of quality attention because you can plant some seeds that may be very helpful so this right here has a huge there's no reason why we need to be driving around going to doctors and I think many of us probably we're having to go through that right now. It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. 
most of what can be done could be done right here. And especially if you have monitors that allow you to monitor uh, the patient, you know, their heart rate, and, you know, just various stuff. There's, you know, the, the, it, it, a whole market is out there for monitoring various body functions that you could be targeting to people that you could be selling at a very low cost and could be selling to the masses that would interact Bluetooth with your phone and a doctor, for, there's no reason why a doctor shouldn't be able at a very low cost, at a much lower cost at, in fact, um, see their patients and be able to diagnose their patients and even um, advise them. That would be just revolutionary. It can happen. It's happening in some parts of the world. It's not happening fast enough. <laughs> you know, healthcare and fitness, both of these things. There's probably an overwhelming amount of uh, free fitness and free healthcare, but it's not organized, it's, op it's not optimized. So, and regulated. There's a certain amount of regulations that are needed because there's just too much disinformation, too much quackery, uh, too many, I'm going to say it, motivational douchebags out there in all departments, healthcare, fitness, emotional, you know, gurus, stuff like that. There's, there, and I'm not saying that all that stuff is bullshit what I'm saying is there needs to be regulations so we can separate the chief there are some motive uh, uh, currently there is a uh, internet marketing motivational <laughs> he doesn't even call himself a motivational speaker because he knows uh, what bullshit that is but he has nonetheless become and uh, become one of the leading motivational Mark, internet marketing motivational speakers in the world and the guy is just low level intellect that's all yeah which is fine I mean I, I, I'm no Einstein man but that's what I mean I mean somebody like me can look at what somebody like that who is just grossly popular and then listen to the stuff, the garbage that's coming out of their mouth. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, of course, it makes anybody that's just one word or one sentence smarter than this guy. I'm not going to say his name. I'm sure you all know who he is. Um, and if you don't, good. <laughs> but anyone that's a word or a sentence smarter then feels that... Um, that they've got a chance of uh, doing the same thing and being grossly popular and rich or whatever. Jeez. So now you got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of captains. Now, the positive thing of this is that, that that could be morphed into a good thing. If everyone decided they're going to become captains of their own ship, but then they had to pass a test. 
prove that they're actually capable of steering the ship, of pushing that button, then that may help us along in the future uh, with our politics. So we don't have these stupid ancient leftovers like presidencies and Congress and the House and all this nonsense. What we need are algorithms that are closely uh, uh, guarded, open, um, understood. We just need to use our technology in order to um, do this. Voting, come on, guys. I understand where your heart is when you're talking about voting and everybody should vote. But if everybody should vote, everybody uh, at this point, Trump is more popular now than when he actually got voted in. Don't you understand that? If everybody goes to vote, then Trump is, is going to win. <laughs> so you're not thinking tactically. Maybe this is just the, the thinking of a martial artist. But you're not thinking. And then secondly, vote, really? Do you know the the intellectual level of your average American, you want them in the voting booths. Hmm. I mean, I'm blown away that there's not accidents and, and just mangled cars everywhere uh, you go, but you rarely see, you know, only car accidents every once in a while, right? So that gives me hope that People aren't as stupid as I think they are. But really, really, especially when you kind of dig deep into people's intelligence. Ish. You want them voting? Right? And then the whole voting system that's been corrupt and, and just a disservice to our country. For as long as I can remember... You want us to keep playing with that system and keep, keep. I can see taking the concept of voting and then upgrading it. Like, can you pass a basic emotional, emotional and intelligence test? Just basic, you know, oh. How about an empathy test? <laughs> you know, can people have a little test before they actually can make decisions that affect us all? It's absurd to just blatantly say that voting works, you got to go out and vote. That's absurd. And it blows my mind how people that I hold much more intelligent than myself... It's like the, big, the elephant in the room. Nobody talks about it. I don't get it. I mean, sure, they may be corrupt down the line, but what are the irons that we can hold into the fire? What can we hold them to? What's their mission statement? So, what is your passion and what is your emotion? This is something I was thinking about as well today. You know, these are motivational speaker buzzwords as well. Uh, and they like to play on this and um, 
you know, profit off of, uh, off of this. And I'm sure some of you are with me on, uh, you know, being kind of repulsed by, by that. I think um, these, uh, this technology uh, of being able to do video and stuff is really great because, and, and I am specifically talking about Facebook because Facebook is giving you the tools to be able to say who gets what content. And so uh, with this is my public content on integrity radio but i can now i can also go and make a video where i'm appealing very personally uh, and maybe very emotionally even um, to people that you know that would that would care um, and the same thing with you know trying to push music um, me going on my personal channel trying to push my music um, is sort of silly. Everybody knows what I sound like and they know where my website is. So if they want to hear my music, they can simply just go there, right? If they don't, they can just kind of keep swiping. Whereas uh, in a more uh, public venue such as this, um, it, w it, it's, it, it would be more appropriate for me to talk about me, my music and, um, and try to get you to listen to it because you don't know who I am and, and you're not familiar with my music. So um, I think Facebook allowing us to, um, to make those decisions as to who sees the content is just brilliance just that little small idea right that little detail that sort of changes everything and i think this changes everything it, re it really does this is uh definitely something that a lot of the motivational speakers are, are really pushing goes oh are you sure well you sure must listen to a lot of motivational speakers no let me tell you something you know, you, you you got clickbait out there, so they got really interesting clickbait. You click it, and then you go, damn it, you know. And maybe you're not paying attention, and then finally you realize, oh, okay, this is, this is a motivational speaker douchebag. So, <laughs> um, but it's too late. You already watched it. Now the algorithms are going to start feeding you all the motivational speakers, right? Um, so they just pop up. I, I don't chase after the motivational speakers. <laughs> they just pop up. And at this point, they are so damn prolific on my YouTube feed. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, I might even have to consider, like, I don't doing something to change that. Um, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. The nice thing about getting caught into the motivational speaker thing uh, and being a skeptic is as soon as you, whatever you see, everything you see here, you're going to be skeptical about. So um, 
and they're usually taking really good concepts and very real concepts and then attaching it to their service and or product. And it's somewhat insidious. Somewhat insidious. The thing is, if you really are that person, you really are that product, well then, you know, that's valid. I think the problem is the copy, right? There's just too many damn copies. There's too many copies. Copies are polluting the ocean. They're polluting. The copies are polluting the airwaves. You need to educate people and educate them on how to be creative and then how to express how to find their own voice, find their own originality, find who they are. What is your passion? What is your emotion, right? Find uh, for you, not not for anybody else, for you. What really is your passion? What is your what really is your emotion? Um and refine that too. So I think refining your passion and emotion may be and uh, may may be a good a, a thing to do you know for if you're if you're in a negative emotion uh, then you know you don't want to um you don't want to be i you probably wouldn't want to be there all the time right and um if you don't know what your passion is it would kind of suck to die not knowing not have have felt and expressed your passions. Now, I think uh, privacy is is an interesting thing, especially in terms of biometrics, because uh, biometrics could be used in a in a an amazingly good way and a, and a horrifically bad way of course we want to use them in the good way <clears throat> and the good way again isn't subjective come on uh, following your basic humanitarian guidelines uh, could be very objective we have an issue which is the privacy versus healthcare, because the way uh, that we're going to be able to do this is the with the biometrics is um your healthcare provider, uh, there's an issue right there, right? So we have a lot of issues to deal with. We should be dealing with them. We should be talking about them and, and, and getting to the issue. Your healthcare provider, in order to really uh, um, service you, is going to, you're going, they're going to need your biometrics in real time. And, you know, those of you that are concerned with your privacy and online privacy, which, you know, I, I was one, but it's too late. It, <laughs> it's all online. I, if you live and breathe, it's online, regardless if you're on the social medias talking about your take on your behaviors and actions and interactions. They don't really care so much about that. 
Yeah, you don't even have to be on Facebook for Facebook to have your biometrics. And certainly not to get your psycho. So, um... So if you're concerned about that, you're going to, uh, uh, I'm sure you're going to especially be freaked out about the whole concept of biometrics. But here's the thing. That's going to be the way for them to take care of you and, and help you to live a, uh, you know, a, more, a better quality and perhaps even quantity of life will be through your health care provider uh, and uh, the analytics that they're going to use in order to provide you the health care that you need is going to come from the biometrics. So it's, it's a privacy versus health care issue, you know. And it, when you boil down to that, most people, I'm quite sure, are going to pick the health care. As long as health care is a good thing, right? If health care is, oh, yeah, you belong. No, no, no. no. It, again, you have to uh, humanize the algorithm. Take very good be very careful about that. And understand there'll be mistakes and corrections. Don't get freaked out. The less you get freaked out, the quicker we can get to the mistake, get to the correction. So I think once you talking once you're talking biometrics, I think the demo metrics and the psychometrics uh, are just who cares same thing with advertisers and people that are marketing products services I'll take your biometrics any day over your psychometrics because through your biometrics I can manipulate and control your psychometrics So I think this stuff is very uh, interesting. Right? Now, some of the challenges, I think, uh, well, let me cap off what I was just talking about regarding privacy versus healthcare and uh, privacy in general right now. And that is the algorithms know more about you than you and your friends and your family know. Yeah, especially if you've been online long enough. You know, if you've been alive long enough. We're all online, like it or not. Yeah, yeah. The, the chances are, I'm pretty sure at this point, the algorithms know more about you than you know about you, than your family or your friends know about you. Now, if you're talking about emotions, again, uh, emotions can be changed and manipulated. That's kind of a good thing, right? But they're manipulated by way of, of, uh, of knowing your biometrics much more easily than trying to, you know, trying to manipulate someone by way of their um, psychometrics is sort of like chasing, chasing a ball, you know, chasing a 
dog chasing a big ball that they can they can bite, but every time they bite, it moves, right? <laughs> so, you know, there's a certain amount uh, of gratification that you get out of it, but the biometrics is how you really get to manipulate a person's uh, emotions. So this is why it's so damn important right here, right now, to talk about emotional intelligence and to have a game plan, a strategy that like what I offer people with Wing Chun is a strategy um, to, to uh, live in real time, a strategy to have control of your emotions because if you don't have control of your emotions and even understand what emotional control is and most of you don't if you did we would be talking we have been talking about this long ago if you don't have control and understand what emotional control really is then you are just a sitting duck a sitting target for um market manipulation to be manipulated and um i don't know if we've developed enough trust for that to be a good thing or not so what what we what i offer what we can do here I'm not trying to sell you on anything. This is all free, right? But what we can do here is under try to understand how can we become uh, uh, emotionally more intelligent? How do we understand our emotions? Uh, and, and all of this is the work of psychology, of psychologists, right? But emotional intelligence is such a new field, relatively, that psychology is really kind of, you know, uh, uh, classic psychology is, is definitely catching up in many ways. And of course, in some ways, it was what helped us to understand it. So, you know, you, you, you don't poo-poo psychology uh, just because it's it's coming to terms with a, a certain discovery. And the discovery is, is emotional intelligence is huge in human progress. Huge. Absolutely quintessential. Over IQ. Right? So that's the, that's the discovery. That discovery, along with biometrics, right? Privacy versus healthcare. So, what can we do to protect ourselves and then also to move forward? And well, I've been saying it, and I'll, I'll kind of just keep pushing towards it, which is knowing what emotional control is, knowing what emotional intelligence is, and knowing how to um, develop 
more and more emotional intelligence. So that way you can pinpoint when you are being um, manipulated emotionally, uh, psychologically manipulated. You know when you're being psychologically manipulated. You know if someone is consciously or unconsciously psychologically manipulating you. And you know if you're being manipulated through the market. Um, to to uh, live in real time. A strategy to have control of your emotions. Because if you don't have control of your emotions and even understand what emotional control is, and most of you don't, if you did, we would be talking, we have been talking about this long ago. If you don't have control and understand what emotional control really is, then you are just a sitting duck, a sitting target for um, market manipulation, to be manipulated. And... Um, I don't know if we've developed enough trust for that to be a good thing or not. So, what what we what I offer, what we can do here. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. This is all free, right? But what we can do here is under try to understand how can we become uh, uh emotionally more intelligent how do we understand our emotions uh, and, and all of this is the work of psychology of psychologists right but emotional intelligence is such a new field relatively that psychology is really kind of you know uh, uh, classic psychology is, is definitely catching up in many ways of course, in some ways, it was what helped us to understand it. So, you know, you, you, you don't poo-poo psychology uh, just because it's, it's coming to terms with a, a certain discovery. And the discovery is, is emotional intelligence is huge in human progress. Huge. Absolutely quintessential. Over... IQ, right? So that's that's the discovery. That discovery, along with biometrics, right? Privacy versus healthcare. So what can we do to protect ourselves and then also to move forward? And Well, I've been saying it, and I'll, I'll kind of just keep pushing towards it, which is knowing what emotional control is, knowing what emotional intelligence is, and knowing how to um, develop more and more emotional intelligence. So that way you can pinpoint when you are being um, manipulated 
emotionally, uh, psychologically manipulated. You know when you're being psychologically manipulated. You know if someone is consciously or unconsciously psychologically manipulating you. And you know if you're being manipulated through the market as well. You can know these things, but it's not easy, right? Knowing the truth about yourself is very difficult, right? All the Kung Fu masters saying, you know, knowing someone is, is good, but knowing yourself is truly, um, you know, a master. Knowing yourself. And knowing yourself is not easy. Knowing yourself is what you do in, well, I can only speak of um, Kung Fu. Uh, it took me 17 years to become a Kung Fu master. Master Sifu, meaning teacher. Master, yeah, in your eyes, because if you don't know what I know, then it's almost like magic. I'm a master. But once you know what I know, then I just become a teacher. Right? You understand that I'm just a teacher. And it took me 17 years. And 17 years of knowing myself, knowing the truth about myself, and being able to live and accept the truth about myself. Very difficult. Yeah. The cost of sticking to reality is very hard. Right? The cost of, of being able to see things in real time. Uh, the cost of living in real time and living in reality is very high. You have to be able to afford it. That's what being uh, a Wing Chun practitioner does. Point blank. Very hard. Through Chi Sao, you can kind of feel it if I were to cheese out. So it's hard without my touching you for you to understand what I'm talking about. This is something that it's, uh, you know, there's language and then there's dance, ways of communication, touch. So I can intellectualize it to a great degree, but to really understand it without the words, I would have to touch you. But knowing the truth about yourself is very difficult. So people tend to uh, not give it as much effort as they should. A lot like how a lot of people don't put as much effort into learning math. This kinda, uh, seems a little similar. Now here's the problem. The cost of sticking to delusion is also very high. It's just the cost is on the payment plan, right? But the end product of what you owe at the end is still very high. The cost of maintaining delusion. 
So there we go with the need for balance, right? That's what Wing Chun teaches, is, a, is this both physical and um, uh, a physical balance that also allows us to uh, translate that into um, emotional balance. It's the chum Q, it's the bridge. So uh, I'm not the only one here talking about this. That's what's very comforting. And it also gives me a lot of, um, you know, I'm inspired, a lot of uh, encouragement, a lot of hope, because other people, not even in Wing Chun, are saying this. In fact, I don't know many people in the Wing Chun world that are making these connections, which I find very strange. Because these things are very popular right now. Why not? And there's so much part of our Wing Chun practice. Why not make the connection? And the connection is this. And the message that we're hearing from scholars, from professors, from intellects uh, of many different camps, which is emotional intelligence is going to be the most important skill set going forward. And emotional balance, you could say they're both the same thing. Emotional intelligence would be emotional balance. But I really do understand why you would want to separate those two. Because emotional intelligence and emotional balance are different in that the balance part is what you're doing with your emotional intelligence. Because emotional intelligence could, um, you know, just the term alone could connotate um, a sort of staticness. Whereas emotional balance certainly connotates, as far as humans go, a dynamic and emotional intelligence is a very dynamic thing not static like IQ um, I just heard a, a wonderful analogy regarding the new paradigm and that is the analogy of building a foundation right really put a lot into the foundation. The foundation's heavy, right? Very static. And then you build a house on that foundation. And, uh, and that's somewhat of a metaphor of um, how we go about doing everything, right? Our business life, our, our emotional life. And there's a new paradigm which I, I really dig. The 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 um, sort of metaphor here is, or the analogy, is instead of a house, a tent. Learning how to build a tent. Learning how to set up a tent. Learning how to move your tent into a, a good area. Of course, Yama. Yeah, 
I'm a long distance hiker and love hiking. And um, so that analogy of moving forward um, by way of thinking more like a tent than a house. I, I really like that. So I've never felt, and even to this day, have never felt altogether comfortable living in a house. There is nothing more comforting to me than living in a tent, being able to move and, and you know, I want to get a little new agey here, but, uh, you know, being able to move to a, a better vortex. You know, I think a lot of moods and whatnot come from just bad vortexes environment, right? So if you just kind of move your environment, a lot of times it can just change everything for you. And, um, and I think that the old house paradigm has become very problematic. Once, uh, you know, space, environment, hostile, hostile environment, habitat, right? Um, all these things have become very challenging uh, for the static philosophy of living and being more not entirely don't have to be entirely I, I, I think really embracing that uh, mobile mobile tent analogy um, and translating that into uh, you know different uh, endeavors I like that I like that. I think we should be more like uh, a tent and less like a house. Be more flexible. Um, uh, strive for discovery. By moving around, you can also connect with more people. And I think that's something that this technology can help us do as well. Not just health care, but emotional care. And mostly emotional care with humans comes from connecting with other human beings. I mean, that's just what species do, right? They seek out their kind and they go hang out with them. So we're being very divided right now. And I think a lot of us can agree that that division is starting, um, is starting to break us down, starting to break down civility and humanity. Here's the technology that can help us to reconnect and then maybe even eventually uh, connect in real time, give each other some hugs, some physical encouragement, maybe some physical help, right? So I want to end in this way. I know um, this is hopefully going to cross over to some of my Facebook friends, my personal Facebook friends, and... Um, and I don't mind it crossing over uh, to, to everyone else as well. But it's specifically for my Facebook friends, and you can offer this same challenge um, to your friends and the people that you know and love. Because we can't all know everyone and love everyone. We can say we do, but we can't. We can only love and, and care for so many people. I think, what, scientifically they say 50 or something like that? I don't know. 
forget what the number is. But here's the challenge I put to you and I put to my friends. And, and that is, why would we want to connect? Why? I say this. We want to connect because I can rather help you or you can help me. And there's so many different things. I mean, emotionally, uh, financially, uh, advice-wise, not so much giving money away, but, you know, if you got a lot of money, you, get, you, you know, if I had a lot of money, I'd probably give uh, some of it away to my friends to help them out from time to time. I don't, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have money. Trust me. Um, yeah. Why would we want to connect? Because I can help you or you can help me. Now, figuring out how you can help or how I can help, uh, that's not going to be immediately evident. Right? I think a lot of times that that's where communication comes in. You really have to talk to each other and kind of, you know, really take some time. And this makes it more efficient too, right? You'll be able to watch this, you know, when you're not doing anything, maybe on the toilet, you know? So, uh, but it takes time. You really have to kind of get into each other's brains and figure out what's going on. You know, do, do you have something to offer or do I have something that I could offer you? And if the answer to that is no, well, I, I just can't accept that. I mean, I'm sure you have something for me and I have something for you. And, and, and yeah, we don't need to charge each other for it. We can respect each other for it. We can compensate each other for it if we, uh, you know, but that communication would be the compensation, you know. Maybe you help me and then I help somebody else. And then they help you. <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes. We're symbiosis. We're a symbiotic creature. We are being cut off from our symbiosis. That's what's happening. That's why there's this great division because we're, we're being cut off from our symbiosis. We're being used within someone else's engine. And we, we can resist that. That's the thing. The people that are doing it don't have any problems doing it because if we want, we can resist it. Right. So, but if you're unconscious and man, it would, <laughs> I'm gonna say 80% of society is. Maybe all of us, maybe even, you know, Maybe almost all of us. But I, I think we don't have to, um, we don't have to give in to this unconscious thing. You know, life has become so easy that it's also become very easy to be unconscious and kind of just be cattled and herded, right? But do that at your own peril. I think the rest of us would really benefit from uh, emotional intelligence and being able to help elevate each other 
in our emotional intelligence and share our IQ, right? Share our, our, the things that we are very smart in, nerdy in, share that freely and uh, step out of this uh, gimme, gimme, gimme paradigm. So yeah, that's how I'm going to end this because <laughs> it's got to end sometime. I think I've been out here way too long. I can't believe that this is possible to do. It's just incredible. I can help you. And if I can't help you, you can help me. If we're communicating, especially if we're friends on Facebook, man... We need to uh, start communicating more so we can find out what's going on with each other. Maybe I'm delusional as, as shit and one of you need to convince me of it so I can, um, you know, work diligently to get a job at Starbucks or something. I don't know. None of us really know ourselves all that well. We need each other to reflect off of as much as we can. And those reflections won't be true. Only, only ripples. So it, it, within our friends, we don't have to worry about that. They're going to be there tomorrow. You can explain. You say, you know what? You're wrong about this. Or, you know what? You're right about that. As long as we're still connected, we can still do that, right? And so um, for those of you that, again, there aren't Facebook friends, I implore you to do that to your personal Facebook friends and say, listen, I need help or I can help you, but uh, be a little bit more tactful than that because people, uh, I, I, uh, through experience, people really resist that approach. <laughs> so, um, so instead, let's just talk, man. Let's, let's, let's use this new technology to communicate as much as we can and talk about what's on our minds and reach out to each other um, and, uh, and find out a little bit more about each other so that way we can uh, um, so we can engage we can uh, we can control the symbiosis and not be part of someone else's engine right we can all become captains of this engine that harnesses entropy. <laughs> we can. We literally can. All right. Hey, listen, this has been the very first Facebook Integrity Radio episode. Um, I don't know if this is a, a good thing or not. I think it it's probably is, though. I think it's a good thing. I know a lot of you, um, you know, like to see a face that's connected to the voice. Maybe it helps. Um, and those of you that don't want to see the face you could just go over to anchor.fm slash integrity and you won't have to see any of this right? <laughs> so uh, until next time oh hey don't forget please don't forget to favorite yeah I, I, I know this is silly to kind of bring it up seems to be sort of ad nauseum style but uh, what the hell?
you just might have forgotten, right? Make sure you favorite this stuff. Uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts and give me a good review, and um, let's get some more listeners. Uh, let's let's grow this community and try to um, really help each other out in this emotional intelligence stuff, and also in exposing people to original, unique, eclectic music such as my own. Hey, if you do music as well, I would love to, um, you know, share links, uh, hashtags, whatever with you. Uh, so uh, do so if you're uh, a musician. I have a few musician friends. We can really, uh, friends or um, strangers, if you're a musician, we can very easily help each other out um, with the old hashtag stuff and, and sharing links and um, favoriting each other's stuff. So, um, yeah, hit me up on the hashtag Integrity Radio. I see you. Oh, it's not allowing me to invite you, but that's okay. I, I'm just about to end uh, this this marathon segment <laughs> of uh, Integrity Radio Facebook version. Rambling on and on. Uh, so anyway, I was just at the point where I'm telling everyone, go uh, leave a nice review on uh, for Integrity Radio over on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can check out all my music at sifuzimusic.wordpress.com. Uh, that's it. I'll see you next time, which will be very soon. I'll also see you over on Anchor uh, or any of the other. You know, you can hear this podcast, the An Anchor version of this podcast, you can hear on almost every um, listening medium available, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other stuff. So, um Go check it out. See you later. What's up, my guy? New time listener to your podcast. And uh, I just got to say, I like your voice and I like your cadence. Um, one thing I would recommend, and you know, obviously this is me just dropping in, so I don't know too much about your context, but if you're into making music, I think it really makes sense to include the music in your podcast episode. Um, you know, you told us to, you told us about the link to where we could find your music, but I think it'd be much better if you just played it in the podcast. And especially what would be cool is if you're working on music every once in a while, putting out a podcast episode, documenting the process of making the song and then including the song at the end of that podcast documenting the process. That would be awesome. Anyway, the reason I'm reaching out is because I'm doing this thing on my podcast called Make Positivity Louder, where I ask people in the Anchor community to send me a voice message, 30 to 60 seconds, telling me about the best thing that happened to them this week. I'd really appreciate if you could send me that kind of voice message and um, keep podcasting. Robert John Boyle, this is Z. You called, I listened this one goes out to you. It's called Twilight Garden. Enjoy. <laughs>